This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 10th, 2020. The new life he offers, a life of relationship. Well, happy Mother's Day, Connection Church. So glad you're with us this morning. Today we continue our series where we've been looking at our mission, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. And, and, and we've been looking at what is that new life he offers? What does that look like? Well, we've previously said it's a life of redemption, it's a life of reflection, and it's a life of revelation. Today we're going to be um, considering that it's a life of uh, relationship. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are so honored and blessed to be with you this morning. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the significance of the day. Gather us in, Lord. Remove any distractions that we might have so that we could just spend a, a few minutes with you focusing on your word. We thank you and praise you this day in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 The new life he offers, the new life Jesus offers, it's a life of relationship. So we read about this in the very, very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 1. We read this, we say, and then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Amen. Amen. Right there in the beginning, we see that God is in community. God is in relationship. It's the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in relationship from before time began through eternity through eternity. And this divine community, this divine relationship creates us in their image, in their image. Gives us the job of overseeing creation. And let me tell you, let's face it, we can't do that all by ourselves, all alone. We've got to be in relationship with one another for that task. It's how we were designed. It's how we're built. It's in our DNA. And so thinking out about our situation today with the COVID-19, it really presents this whole word of relationship. It's such a challenge with the sheltering in place, with the social distancing. We really weren't created for this. We weren't created to be six feet apart. We weren't created to hunker down in our own houses. It's not how God made us. You know, talking to people six feet away, it's not only weird, but it just, it's painful hmm. even. Even for those of us who are a little bit shy or maybe a little introverted, we're all pretty much feeling the same thing. Wearing masks, not being able to smile to really look at people, 
not being able to shake hands or even hug. It's just not the way we were created. We were created to be in relationship. You know, I'm so thankful for Zoom that we can still meet face to face, but we're still missing something. Body language, you know that there's a screen, there's a barrier in front of us. And so that's what makes all this so hard because God created us for relationship. And God didn't create us just to be in relationship one with another, but to be in relationship with God as well. Again, as we look in Genesis, right there in the beginning, God is in conversation with this human that he formed with his hands from the very dust of the earth. This human that he he breathed the, the breath of life into, breathed his very spirit into. This human that walks, that he walks with in the Garden of Eden. This human that he calls to when the human is hiding after the fall from grace. This human that he clothes, covering the human's sin with sacrificed skin of one of his own animals. This human whose who, who sin is ultimately covered... <laughs> With, with the sacrifice of God's very own one and only Son, Jesus the Christ. Yeah, God did not create us just to follow a bunch of rules and regulations that he gave us. God created us to be in close, personal relationship with him and with each other. You know, relationship exists on a number of different levels, That includes our relationship with God and our relationship with one another, from barely knowing each other to having um, a, a nice acquaintance to knowing somebody very, very well. And so we're talking about connecting with Jesus and the new life he offers, this life of relationship. And we're talking about really highly invested relationships, not the the mere acquaintances, but we're talking about going deeper in our connection with God and deeper in our connection with one another. Hmm. So the question is then, what are the qualities that are crucial to relationship in the new life that Jesus offers? Well, the first of these is the quality of vulnerability. You know, that quality of allowing someone in to allow them to get closer, um, to know your thoughts, to know your feelings, to know your challenges, and, and even to know, wow, your, your weaknesses. Yeah. And that's not easy. It's not easy to be vulnerable. I, I know. I know it's not for me. No, that's, that's a big challenge for me. And I'm cautious when it comes to being vulnerable. It, you know, it opens you up to possibilities of being ridiculed of being taken advantage of, even being attacked. Nobody finds those things fun. And yet, if we don't open up, if we don't open up, don't allow ourselves to at least be a little bit vulnerable, our connection both with God and with each other will never move beyond uh, uh, superficial acquaintance to the point of meaningful relationship. Jesus Christ is our model, and Jesus allowed himself to be vulnerable. 
He spent three years with 12 disciples. They traveled together. They worked together. They prayed together. They got really, really close. Jesus taught them everything he knew and spent so much time with him, with them. And he did this knowing that one would betray him, one would deny him, and actually all of them would desert him, desert him in his last hours. And yet he still was vulnerable with his small group. Allowing ourselves to be vulnerable is, vulnerable is crucial because it's the first step toward trust. And trust is a very important part, a crucial part of relationship, both with God and with one another. Trusting not only uh, with our hopes and dreams, <laughs> but also with our shortcomings and our failures. Yeah. You know, when we pray, we can trust God with our deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> Heck, he knows them already. We talk a lot about repentance in church. Repentance. You know, repentance requires us to just fairly, squarely face up to, to, to where we've messed up and, and to bring it to God and to, and to seek God's help going in a new direction. That's what, that's what repentance means, to go in a new direction. We can only do it with God's help. When, when we're able to trust God with this kind of stuff, it, it takes our relationship to a whole new level and allows us to seek God's love and forgiveness like, like we never have before. And likewise, in our relationships with one another, vulnerability leads to trust. Now, it's important to not tell all, bear all, to everyone and all. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just not the prudent thing to do. But it is important to take the risk, to take the chance, to test the waters a bit. That's how we learn and figure out whether we can trust others or not. You test the waters. You give that person a little bit of yourself and then a little bit more. And over time... And trust does take time to develop. We do become, we get into these relationships that are deep and so meaningful. And we find that we can trust others with our shortcomings, with those kind of icky things that are inside of us. I'm so grateful that there are folks that I can share that yuck stuff with because that helps me be accountable to one another and it helps me be accountable to God and then I can begin to deal with things. Mm. We share our joys and, and our triumphs with one another. The more vulnerable we can be with someone, the deeper our relationship becomes. Mm. So what happens when trust is betrayed? When we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and then the one we trust misuses or abuses the trust we've given them. It's real tempting to, to close up, to hunker down, to, here you go, emotionally shelter in place and not allow ourselves to be hurt like this again. Won't happen again. You know, Satan, would, he loves it when we go to that place. And he'd love us to have that response forever, to just hunker down to ourselves. But that's not what God wants for us, not what God wants for you, not what God wants for me, because 
God knows that we need relationship with each other. We need that. We're wired for it. And so God calls us, here's that word we use a lot in church, he calls us to forgive. Calls us to forgive and and to give up all hope (laughs) of, of, of a better past, of changing what's already happened. Giving up all hope that that past can change. And then look into a better future, allowing ourselves, yeah, to, to be vulnerable and to trust once again. Challenging as that is. It's not easy. It takes time. It, it takes guts. It takes strength. But most of all, it takes God. You know, Alan, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about our relationship and relationships that we have with others that are deep. And I know with me, there's times when perhaps I haven't done the right thing or said the right thing and forgiveness has been necessary and that trust has to be re-earned on some areas. And and I'm grateful that when we're in relationship with one another, that, that God just shows up and helps us do the work. That's so, so important. But it takes, it's a two-way thing. You know, a little give, a little take, a little take, a little give. And that's how it goes. We have to be uh, vulnerable with one another. It can't just be one-sided because then you just hit a wall and nothing happens. Things just get shut down. So it really takes two. Two to participate, two to communicate, or more, the better we participate, the more we participate, the more we communicate, the better, the deeper the relationship gets. And that's not only in a human-to-human relationship, but that's how it is with God. When we pray to God, and that's our main form of communication, it's so important to, to share our guts. But so much, it's also like even more important to listen, to be still to um, just bask and be in God's presence. Because God wants to speak to us. The question is, do we want to hear what God says? Communication is two-way. Communicating with God, communicating with one another. Generally speaking, the more we communicate, the deeper we communicate, the deeper the relationship we're going to have. Guys, I'm going to talk to you right now because... We especially need to pay attention here. Guys, I know it's not just me. I, I know it's, it's, and it's not all guys. But it's probably an 80-20 thing. It's, it's a guy thing. Because we have a tendency to sometimes say less, do more. We're, we tend to not express it so much. We, we're not that good sometimes as expressing our feelings and communicating and really sharing. You know, it's like when you come home at the end of the work day uh, and your wife says to you, well, how you doing? I'm good. Okay. How was your day? It was good. Tell me, like, how was it really? Okay. Real good. Yeah. That's about as good as it gets, isn't it, some days, guys? Come on now. We, uh, <laughs> we can do better, you know. And this isn't, this isn't just for our marital relationships, but, you know, with our kids, with our friends, with you name it. You know, I know I'm, I'm guilty. I, I have to work on this, uh, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in project, 
progress. I, I keep having to work on it even more. And, um, but I'll tell you this, uh, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. And so ultimately, everything that we've spoken of that leads to a deep and abiding relationship is love. Love is at the center. Love is at the center. That's the new life that Jesus offers us. It's a life of sharing love and receiving love. The kind of love that we speak of, agape love, we talk about this a lot, I know, but it's a love that has no bounds. It's a love that we really have trouble accepting, and it's a love that we have trouble sharing. Agape love. It's the love that Jesus has for you and for me. A love that Jesus was so willing to love us so deeply that he went all the way to the cross to prove that love for us. A deep and abiding love. It's a love that's full of grace, that's full of mercy, that is full of forgiveness It's an active love. It's not reactive, but it's active. It's a verb. Love is a verb. Love. It's it's not based on what somebody else does. We love because God loved us first. That's in the Bible. It's in 1 John. We love because God loved us first. We find out about this kind of love in 1 Corinthians 13. We're, we're familiar with this, and some of us are, and we've spoken about this a lot too, but it's a love that is patient and kind. It is not rude. It does not envy. It's a love that always trusts. Love. It's a love that protects. It's a love that hopes. It's a love that perseveres. This agape love never fails. This is the love we need to have at the, at the center of our relationship with God and with one another. It's a love that allowed Jesus to give his life for you and me. It's the love that allows you and me to, well, to live for God, to give our lives for God, to put him above all else. It's what we're talking about in that Bible verse that we use so often here, but we use it so often because it's so basic and so crucial. Mark twelve thirty, New International Version. Say it with me. Love the Lord, Lord God, God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. So we boiled that down to love God with everything you've got. Love God with everything you've got. And that's what makes the relationship. God loves you with everything he's got. And so it's just really important to try to love one another with everything we've got. Also, it's hard to understand how big that love is that God has for us, how deep and wide, how lavish that love is. But God does love that much. Satan wants to plant all kinds of doubts in her head. Oh, no, you're not that lovable. Oh, no, you're unworthy. You've messed up. God can't love you, but that is a lie. That is a lie. God does love you with everything and gave his so very best, his one and only son, for you and for me. Love. 
You know, you can't do anything to make God love you any more or any less. God loves you with everything he's got. You're stuck with God's love. Yeah, That's all there is I like to that. You're, You're stuck, stuck with, with God's love. So, so accept it and enjoy it. Boom. Mm. That's like a mic drop. There you go. Boom. And so for this relationship to work, it's up to us to love him with everything we've got because relationships are two-way streets. God loves us with everything. We've got to love him with everything. Not holding back. Not allowing ours. We've got to allow ourselves to be vulnerable with God, to trust God, to communicate with God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind and with all of our strength, with everything we've got. Jesus said this is the greatest commandment that there is. And yeah. then Jesus right away said this in the next line. And the second greatest commandment is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Loving God, loving our neighbor. After our agape relate love relationship with God, we need to have this agape love relationship with those around us, a relationship of giving, not getting, a relationship of caring and daring and sharing. It's a relationship where the needs of others are really important as important as my own needs, loving my neighbor, who was our neighbor to everybody other than us, loving my neighbor as myself. Mm. And so that's our mission here at Connection Community Church, connecting with people and the new life he offers, a life of relationship. Giving God and those around us our best, loving them with all we've got. Yeah. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Now, most holy God, we just uh, thank you for this time together this morning, and we thank you for your word, but we need you, Lord. It's life of relationship. Um, Please help us to look to you as our model because you were vulnerable. <laughs> Come to earth in human form. How vulnerable is that? Allowing, <laughs> allowing your son to be beaten and hung on a cross. How vulnerable is that? You trust us, Lord, with, with what you've shared with us here. You've trust us, you trust us with the creation. Your creation. How, how more trusting could you be? And Lord, you love us, as we said. You love us beyond our imagination. You love us even when we're most, our most unlovable selves, Lord. Please help us to follow your model of relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Be in relationship with you and one another. Please help us to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Please help us to be more trusting. And please help us to be more communicating one with each other. And most especially, please help us to be more loving, Lord. To love you with everything we've got. To love our neighbors as ourselves. We look to you for all things. We praise you and we glorify your holy name. All Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. 
You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.